You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome back to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. I'm broken. Um, it's episode 109, and I'm 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 broke. You're a broke boy. I'm a broke boy. It's been a hell of a Sunday. It's now Monday for you all listening. It's still Sunday right now while we're recording this. Kansas City just got done playing Green Bay. Or should I say Green Bay just got done playing Kansas City? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I don't know. It was fun for sure. But no, it's uh it's been a crazy day. Garage fam, I hope you guys all had a wonderful Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the Sunday slate. Um, if you watched some NASCAR, great race. Hope you enjoyed that as well. Uh, we're gonna talk about all the games today. We're gonna talk about this Sunday night football game. Uh, and then right there towards the end of the show, we're going to be talking a little bit about NASCAR and the race today at Martinsville playoff race. So if you're into NASCAR, you're into that stuff that we do, um, stick around at the end of the show and you can hear all about it um, because a lot of, a lot of shit went down. A lot of shit happened. It got crazy. It was crazy all around today in the sports world. So, uh, what, what was it you said it was uh, on Sunday? It was the, uh, the sports equinox day. Yeah, all four major sports. It only happens once a year. We had NHL regular season, NBA regular season, NFL week eight, and then we had the World Series. So baseball is winding down this week. should be over. And then we won't have all four sports for we're, a while. So pretty cool. We're going we're gonna to call it Garage Guys Boner Day. Because when you have that much sports on, you're you're destined to get an erection. Um, so just a wonderful day for guys and gals that love sports. So shout out to that. It's also National Tight Ends Day was uh, the 27th on Sunday. So uh, that's my favorite day of the year now, October 27th, favorite day of the entire year, National Tight End Day. I'm a tight end guy. Everybody knows it. All about some tight ends couple of tight ends I have in mind got to talk about on this episode when we're going through these games. Um, it was just – it was a great day for tight ends. It was a sexy tight end day. Has it been a – has it been a um, – has that been a thing for a while or is that new? I don't know. I think it's new. I, I mean, I've never heard of it until today. But, I mean, hey, if they if they just decided that, you know, hey, we're going to make it today, then I'm, I'm all on board, you know. I want to present the key to the city for, for the tight ends. That's what I, I think we do. should get Monday off of work. I mean, it's only right. Yeah, for real. Like, you know, you got to you got to observe that holiday. Um, you know, if you're going to let me off for Memorial Day or you're going to let me off for the 4th of July or anything else, on a Memorial Day is a set day. I forget. It's just a lot of you should do a lot of tubing normally on that day. You go float down the river. You ever float down the river on a Memorial Day? Not on Memorial Day, but I've definitely float, you know, had my fair share of um floating on the river in Mississippi and then also Louisiana, the Bogachitta 
we've floated the boca chitta gotta float wayne's world wayne's world <laughs> gotta love wayne's world out shout out to wayne's world Ian in louisiana spell it backwards and it's none i guarantee it um but yeah the show is brought to you by the garage guys fantasy sports patreon page you can go check it out right now at patreon.com slash garage guys where we have a list of different tiers you can join uh drew cranks out NFL DFS rankings every week uh, also has his best bets. We had the post up uh, on the 26th, the NFL week eight DFS and best bets uh, that Drew typed up. Drew, how do we do? How do we do today? So FanDuel cash went well. The best bets went really well. We went five and three and two of the losers were mm-hmm. some of our smaller plays. So it was really, really good best bets. And then DraftKings was uh, atrocious. So mm-hmm. lost on DraftKings this week, but you know, everybody that's been with us the whole time, they're probably in the green for the year, I would think, unless they're not 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 using the content correctly. But that's why we're putting the reviews out. So Yeah, and, and we're going to have these days. And, and if you follow me on Twitter, you saw the little video I posted when I was rolling up to get ready to record, talking about how uh, it's a sad boy Sunday um, that I'm having. So I literally lost in everything today. I lost in my NASCAR lineups. I lost my NFL lineups. I lost money today. Um, it could be worse. I will say that at least I still have some money in my DraftKings account. I could have $0. So got to be grateful. You know, got to, got to shout out to great. Hey, you got to look positive. If you're doing that. That's so. right. That's right. So I've been winning money every week consecutively now for a long time. And this is the, and I, and I hit, I hit the rock bottom today. So it happens. It's a part of the game. And, um, you just got to get back up and swing heavy next week. Do want to apologize, though, because I just feel – I know that, like, I might not need to, but I feel like I need to. I just want to apologize to all of the people that uh, read my article on Roto Baller um, if for, uh, for NASCAR. If you know how I'd, I kind of set all my stuff up as far as setting my lineups, it just uh, – if you didn't have Martin Truex Jr., you were basically cooked. So – and uh, we'll get more into that towards the end of the show. But, yeah, just a uh, sad boy Sunday on DraftKings. Yep. At least there was FanDuel, and at least if you, if you follow the uh, – if you subscribe to our Patreon page, you, you got to use the best bets and uh, won you a little bit of dollar-dollar bills, y'all. I've got to get my ass up to a sports book um, one Sunday soon and just, just go hammy with, uh, with the best bets. We're just going to crush. crush yeah. Those. We've had a winning record, or we've won um, at least two units every week, except except week. What was that? Week five or week six? I we think had it, like a, yeah, there was the hiccup. There was the hiccup. Yeah, so, it was a bad one too. It was a uh, it was like a one and eight performance or something, something crazy. But besides that, we've won every week. So hey, it's just like I said: when you're high, you're high; when you're low, you're low. Um, that's so that's that's common. That's John Madden uh, quotes right there. Just easy things to understand. So, there's that. We'll bounce back. We're going to bounce back. You know how we do. You know how we roll over in these parts. So, again, patreon.com slash garage, guys. Get over there today. Check it out. Always great stuff. Always a great time on the Patreon page. Um, and we started putting our videos up there, too. So, just real quick before we go on, Flashback YouTube Friday. On our, all of our Friday episodes, we do the Flashback YouTube Friday news segment we started up going over some of the, uh, the classics on YouTube. So now, if you subscribe to our Patreon page, you'll have direct access to those videos. 
So that's another reason for you to get over to patreon.com slash garage guys. So let's kick it all off. NFL week eight, uh, instant reaction to the Packers chiefs game. So the game wrapped up not too long ago, 31, 24 Packers. We, we got it all on this one. Um, I tweeted out on, on our garage guys page. Um, when Aaron Jones hit that 67 yard touchdown, that that's what sex looks like. And if you've never seen sex, then that's what you're going to think sex looks like. So there's probably a lot of 12 year olds like, Oh shit. That's what my parents are doing in the bedroom. They're running 67 yarders. Like you never really know what they're going to think. If they are 12 though, you should probably check the parents because they probably shouldn't be following our page on Twitter. Do you agree? <laughs> no, come one, come all. Okay. All right. You got it. Yeah. You got to learn sometime, I guess. But um, just, it was amazing to see Aaron Jones do what he did. Uh, one of the top fantasy producers of the week easily um, coming out hot. 44.60 fantasy points on DraftKings. Just an amazing performance, dominating performance by Aaron. How are you feeling about Aaron Jones now? Because I know that the saga has been you've been wanting to get away from, you've been nervous. But how, how dumb do you feel right now? I don't feel dumb at all. Um, no, I've, I've had him in two or three leagues, so I'm happy to have him. It's just it's, it's been a roller coaster of a ride, man. He, um, he's hit or miss. It's just one week he's dominant, next week he kind of – messes up so you just take the good with the bad and you keep rolling but man um how about this all all four touchdowns were to the running backs yeah so, it was a huge night for the for uh for people with legs that run um in the backfield for green bay so got to give them their credit jamal williams was another one man um did to see them both be used though was the what was crazy to me because like we always talk about like it's either going to be one or the other and even though, like, Jamal Williams didn't, you know, hold a candle to what Aaron Jones did, he still came out clean with 18.6 fantasy points. Um, I think he had, the, he had one, uh, one rushing touchdown and he had a receiving touchdown as well. He just didn't have the yards. <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, Jamal and Aaron with combining for, what, almost 60 fantasy points? Yeah. Say it's not a, not a bad day. Yeah, and then Aaron Jones. So Aaron Rodgers still got his because three of the touchdowns, all three receiving touchdowns were to the running back. So um, also, I don't know if you saw this, Chase, but Aaron Jones had a, another touchdown called back where he stepped out of bounds. So it would have yes. been another touchdown for him. It, it reminded me of a couple years back. I was at a Saints and Broncos game, and I think that the big thing was is like uh, the Broncos guy got the – like we would have won the game. The Saints would have won the game basically, and the Broncos guy ran it all the way back, and he actually stepped out, but the ref, refs were like, oh, no, he didn't step out. But it was like clear as day that he stepped out. So I saw that, and I was hoping like, well, maybe they'll do the same thing, and, and they'll just kind of you know go off of that from a couple years ago. But it probably wasn't the same ref, and it ended up not working out. But, man, if he would have had that recorded with the 67-yarder, uh, Aaron Jones would have hands down been the top fantasy producer of, he would have been over 50 points. So it, uh, it's always, you always have like one or two guys that will hit over that 50 cap every year. And I think that we're getting a little bit closer to, to seeing that happen. Now these points are just consistently increasing. So got to love it. But yeah, Green Bay, keep that run game strong. But I think the Chiefs defense helped them out a little bit, right? Yeah, we. I mean, we've seen this now a few games for the Chiefs. Seems seems like they have moments where they take a stride forward, but eventually they're exposed and they've been ran on, they've been passed on. Um, I believe that's their third consecutive loss. But I will say Matt Moore 
held his own. And uh, we saw some some fancy production out of the Chiefs too. Yeah, I was uh, I was shocked, man. Um, one thing that I will say about Matt Moore, I got I started getting tired of hearing how he got a phone call at five o'clock in the morning, and his wife was like, "Who is it?" And he was like, "It's Andy Reid." It's like if I would have been Matt Moore, I'd have been like, "He wants me to come to the Waffle House. Should I go?" <laughs> And she's like, yeah, you should, you should go right now. And, like, he just walks in and he sees Andy Reid sitting there with his all-star special. He's like, won't you come play ball for us, son? And he's just like, oh, I don't know. I'm retired now. And, and now he's back and he's in the lineup. And he's, uh, he, he's, he's making, making plays. Matt Moore. Well, I, don't, I really can't say anything else about it. He, he's, he made plays. I think he had, what, like 18 fantasy points? Yeah. I know he um, – I mean – Speaking just for myself here, I thought in prime time we'd see him struggle. Um, and I want to say, too, it seems like the Packers, since the, those first two weeks' performance on defense, they've kind of come back down to earth. We haven't seen the Packers produce in the same manner that we saw early in the year. So. Uh, I wouldn't say that the Green Bay Packers came back down to earth like the defense. I think they've always been on earth. They were just probably on steroids for like two weeks. So it's kind of like when Mark McGuire used to hit home runs like crazy and then he quit playing baseball and now he looks like a prune. So it's kind of like that. Like that's basically the Green Bay Packers defense. Steroids, no steroids. We're just seeing they're, they're just late. They laid off the anabolics put it that way so they were never away from earth like like the 49ers defense or the Patriots defense for instance they they are in they're out in the galaxy they are they're in another solar system yeah and it continued today <laughs> yeah they who comes back down to earth first between those two you gotta you gotta say the 49ers right I mean like you don't want to be you, you don't want to you got to give credit where it's due with the Patriots I mean Bill Belichick is the most brightest defensive mind in the game he's obviously gonna be the superior guy that's going to keep that defense strong throughout the year so I would be happy to say the 49ers defense will come back down to earth before the Patriots do do you, you think differently I'm sure you don't but they're weird man they're they're different types of defenses but I would I would obviously side with what you just said that the Patriots are more likely to sustain this just because they're in that division with very poor quarterback play um saw Sam Darnold struggle again today so it just seems like the Patriots are going to have some some nice matchups, whereas the 49ers, I mean, I haven't looked at the schedule, right? It's not in front of me or anything, but I would imagine the 49ers have some tough games coming up. Yeah, but, but getting back to the to the Chiefs, man, uh, two things I wanted to point out um, on this offense that, that a lot of people have been worried about are these two players. Travis Kelsey bounced back, 16 fantasy points. So Matt Moore uh, shared some love on National Tight End Day. We got uh, big, big boy Travis Kelsey doing his damn thing uh, again. Not, I mean, it could have been way better, but, I mean, still it's better than what we have had. So it was good to see that. And then Tyree Kill um, had about 14 fantasy points, if I believe, the last time I checked when I was looking at it. I don't know if, it, if anything updated right there towards the, the ass end of the game. But um, I'm pretty confident. Yeah, 14.10 fantasy points. So on DraftKings with 76 receiving yards six receptions, um, five rushing yards, it just uh, no touchdowns for, for Hill. So people are all wondering, is it, do we need to be worried about Tyree kill? Fuck no. Don't worry about Tyree kill. Like 14 points is still, yeah, it's not like where you want him to be or where you expect him to be, especially if you went after him in the first round, 
But that's still you, every year you're going to have a couple of games where Tyreek's going to get in that teen range. And that's just kind of a normal thing. So even with Matt Moore in the lineup and from what I'm reading, Mahomes should be back soon. So no need to worry about Tyreek. Um, she's just going through the motions. But I hope that we can see Travis Kelsey continue this type of production when Mahomes comes back in. Because that's been the, the thing that's been, that's been weird this year. Uh, how he's just not been able to – he hasn't really – I don't know if it's just the defenses are double covering him constantly or if, if Mahomes just can't click. Because I would think that Travis should be able to break out of double coverage pretty, pretty easily. Yeah, I think it's an anomaly. I think it's just with Tyreek Hill out, defenses were keying on him. And I think we're going to see Kelsey – continue this build off this tonight he actually had a touchdown a second touchdown go through his hands slightly overthrown but um yeah I think I think Kelsey's fine going forward man and I think Mahomes would have played tonight if it had been a playoff game they, they referenced that on the game so we might see him back as early as next week but I've also read week 10 so I know he's ready to get out there and play though lots of iffy things coming up but uh enough of Sunday night football um good game great offensive battle um, getting into the Sunday slate, let's recap these games because some of them were just wowzer wowzers. Uh, kicking off with the Battle of the Birds, um, Seahawks, Falcons, 27 to 20. There, there was a little more action from the Falcons than I thought that we were going to see originally. I thought that this was going to be more of a laydown, especially with Matt Ryan not starting, but the homeboy, uh, Matt Schwab, man, he, he came out swinging 25 fantasy points. Um, was connecting big time with with the boy Julio Jones. So Julio had him a huge day, 28 fantasy points for the Falcons. Um, and, and seeing that has got to have the Julio guys, you know, pretty pumped. I mean, he's he's been around town, hanging around, just doing Julio things. But having him uh, almost a 30-burger is where you expect Julio to be all the time. But the truth of the matter is he's getting older and Things are going downhill. But maybe this was uh, his pep talk in the uh, locker room last week. And he was just like, maybe I've got to hold myself accountable now, even with a backup quarterback, because everybody's aiming at his, uh, his, his lover, Dan Quinn. And they, don't, they want to make sure that he stays in town, obviously, which I don't get. But Julio seems to want him to stay around. Yeah, Julio's not going to get his wish there. It's, it's over at the end of the year or before the year's over. Sorry, but, Charlie. Uh, yeah, I don't – I mean, I, I – I think Julio's fine, man. I don't think he's age is an issue with him. I think he's got some years left, but um, fucked up knees. I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> but, but this was this was a story of two halves. It was twenty four zero at halftime, Seahawks, and they kind of the classic game where they, you know, took their pedal or took their foot off the gas pedal, and then all of a sudden Matt Schaub's like throwing thirty yards downfield on them. It was really weird second half. Um, so if you play the Falcons, you were rewarded in the second half after a twenty four zero first half, which you probably were, were panicking. So Facts. Devonta Freeman, I mean, he, he got his 17.20 fantasy points. Um, so him coming out hot, I mean, him in DFS, I mean, having him, obviously there was a lot worse plays you could have had. So um, with him at the price that he was at, you can't go wrong there. Um, Austin Hooper, another guy, he is just consistently proving that he is up there in the, in the top rankings of tight ends, 18.5 fantasy points, one touchdown, 65 receiving yards. Um, and six receptions for the, for those of you that are rocking and rolling the PPR, which should be everybody who's who plays standard. Um, 5,500 5, on DraftKings got the 18 fantasy points out of Austin. So, and I think a lot of people predicted Austin was going to have a good game just because of how Seattle they don't really cover the tight end too well. But um, 
yeah, I just I didn't expect them to come back in that second half like that. So uh, obviously this the Seahawks defense just completely laid down. That's all I can give from that fact. Yeah, I played a lot of Seahawks in DFS. Just assuming Matt Schaub would throw at least one pick six. I feel like he's done that. Yeah, you game. would think. Like, you would think. Like, like obviously, like, and you would think of Matt Moore and like all these guys, like the, these backup guys. It's like that's just the common thing. But it's like so much from this week has shown me that we got to start doing something different. Um, and, and and I'll talk more about that when we get to a a, a certain game um, between a certain blue team and another blue team I don't even want to get into it yet I'm just still fucking haunted over it but uh you know what I'm talking about you guys yeah, don't you guys I, don't I, I can't even I'm not ready for it yet not ready <sighs> sad boy Sunday I gotta get happy it's it's fucking hard man <laughs> DJ Metcalf <laughs> uh Tyler the Rocket Locket 19 fantasy points for Seattle, Russell did not have the day, man. I thought Russell was – dude, he was the hottest play on the board. He was the number one QB. He was up top. 72. Yeah. 15 points for 7,200. You overpaid if you had Russell. Man, we were hyped, hyped about him on the last podcast. but So uh, hyped. I moved, it, I moved it on the cheat sheet once I saw that Matt Ryan was out. Honestly, the exact – way this game was played is how we anticipated it and that's what got us off of him and onto Deshaun Watson and Matt Stafford basically you know Seahawks Pete Carroll's known if he gets a lead he's not trying to run up the score or go with a high-flying attack he's they basically just started running the ball and then punting that's what happened so yeah you uh it's it always sucks to see a quarterback like Russell when you have these cake matchups like he had today to do that. But I mean, you're obviously you're going to have one of these games. There's a handful of them out there every year. So just uh, hopefully you went a different route and you know went with Deshaun or Matt Stafford. I know Matt was probably the hottest play. I played a lot of Matt Stafford today. I just didn't. There was like one or two pieces you know that I didn't have, um, and that's what kind of got me out of the running. A lot of it had to do with Tevin Coleman. I'll say that much. <laughs> we'll talk. Man, he went off. Yeah, yeah, real, real bad, real bad. But uh, overall, Seahawks got the victory as we predicted, and uh, just gonna wait for another week. Seahawks, Russell Wilson and company should be should be back higher up on the fantasy points radar for next week, and we'll get more into that on Friday. But Eagles, Bills, this was another one. Completely shook, shook me to my core. Did not see this happen. I thought the Bills should have been able to beat the Eagles. It's like, what is going on with this defense? Like, Doug Peterson, it's like one week he's, like, reading them, like, these stories, like Goldilocks and the fucking Seven Dwarves or whatever. I don't I don't, I don't fuck with fairy tales. But um, he, it's like one week you're getting this kind of shit from him, and then the next week it's just, like, going straight, like, let's go fucking just shoot up like in our asses with steroids and just fucking murder souls. So it's like, what's happening with this defense? Drew, do you have any answers? Yeah, it was the perfect, it was like the perfect weather, perfect storm for them. It was a, they're really, you know, they're strong suits against the run. There was like 35 mile per hour winds at one point and it was rainy. It was just terrible weather. And um, that led to a lot of, a lot of running from the Bills and the Eagles. So didn't really test that Eagles secondary like we thought Josh Allen would. Um, we did see the passing pickup later in the game, but overall, it was, it was a good it was a good game for the the Eagles to readjust and and start trying to turn the corner in terms of defense. 
Yeah, the, the biggest, the biggest uh, fantasy producer of this game was Miles Sanders, rookie. Um, the rookie finally got it hit. He was 4,200 on DraftKings, man. One touchdown, 74 rushing yards, three receptions for 44 yards. Uh, dude exploded. There was this one play that, uh, that I remember watching a highlight of, and like just the way he busted through the line, it looked like some, some old Marshawn Lynch or some uh, old Adrian Peterson style stuff, man. It was just, it was incredible. So good to see the rookie getting out there making things happen. Also really great for anybody that started him up, um, had the balls to, um, I, I would have never started Miles Sanders <laughs> against no. this defense. So it was uh, just one of those silly plays. So the guys, what's it going to take silly, for this guy to get more touches, Chase? Jordan Howard to get traded. <laughs> <laughs> man, you don't think they can use two guys? I mean, you can, but it's just like the running back, like running backs in Philadelphia, they don't pop. There's just something about like that city, that team, like, and it might just be me, but like when I think Philadelphia Eagles, I just think the quarterback homes the ball down the field. That's how they score. That's how they make things good. They're just, they're not like a run team in my brain. Um, and then I might be complete. You might be sitting wherever you are right now, listening to this and be like, what the fuck? are you talking about like but I don't know they just they don't strike me as one of those kind of teams so I mean maybe if they change up a little bit something with their offense um I I just I think that they should go that they should take a page out of the Cowboys book and go just you know your your one guy like Ezekiel Elliott like now these aren't my words but Saquon Barkley came out uh because Miles Sanders you know went to to Pitt or not Pitt was it Penn Penn State. State Yeah, Miles Sanders goes to, went to Penn State, too. So, he's like, oh, man, he's like a 2.0 version of me or whatever. And it's like that might have just been Saquon being a little nice. But, I mean, the dude's got – Miles Sanders got the package, man. Like, he, he can make it happen. So, I think they just need to trust him and, you know, get away from this two-back thing. Like, just if you're going to go with a run game, like get a real run game going on, trust Miles Sanders and just let the dude ball. Slight disagreement with me there. I, um, I feel like they can both exist. I'm just asking for – a little bit more to go Sanders' way. I think Jordan Howard's actually having a really solid year. Um, I just think that basically the games that they're winning are when you're seeing the Eagles get more rush attempts and would like to see Sanders more involved because he obviously has that big play upside um, that he showed today. So I don't know. I mean, either way it goes, I personally don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I went after, I went after Howard on the waiver wire. I didn't grab him. Um, I wasn't able to pick him up with fab. I got outbid miles Sanders. He, I had him in like, have him like one league and then he was on the bench today. So it's just like, I don't know. Like I said, it's just a running back position in the Eagles back. They just, it doesn't, it doesn't work in my brain for some reason. It just doesn't add right. Carson Wentz had like 14 fantasy points. It just, uh, yeah, I, I, again, I'm still pretty much on my kick with him where I'm like, whatever, I'm, I'm out on that. But, um, but yeah, this, this other side of the ball with, with Buffalo, dude. Um, Cole Beasley, 13 fantasy points. I mean, he did something. I did come out last on Friday's episode and say that, that we were going to see some Cole Beasley action. Um, I may have been a little bit, you know, too generous with how much action I said, but we saw some action. Hey, if we'd, have, if we'd have had a good weather, a good weather spot here, we would have saw John Brown and him do well. So I oh, mean, yeah. it's, the, it's the Eagles secondary. It's not we're not calling anything. It's not rocket science here. It was hey, who does Buffalo have that can score, and how bad is the Eagles secondary? Yeah, and you and know me. we we saw him score in what twenty five mile per hour win. So 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's just that how the Eagles' defense just turns on and off. It's just like literally like they didn't pay their light bill last week, and now like they fucking own the, the fucking electric company. It's insane. Zach Ertz is another guy that we've got to like look at too. I mean, you got to start wondering now, like, what what do we do? What do you do keep if you have Zach Ertz? Keep playing him. Just keep playing him. Yeah, but like when you're looking at Dallas Godert, like, do you see what's happening here? Dallas Godert outscored Zach Ertz. Yeah, Goddard's a, he's a talented tight end, man. He's um, not many teams have two tight ends that are that that good. So I don't think this is a knock on Ertz. I just think it's weird. It's a weird tight end year. We saw we said the same thing about Kelsey. We said it about Ertz. Uh, we need we need Grant back to get all these boys right. Yeah, maybe so. Dallas Joe Dirt. That's what I'm gonna call him from now on. Dallas Joe Dirt. G O E D E R T. Dallas like, Joe Dirt. I like that. And they have hey, they have the Bears and then a bye. So <laughs> you're most likely not seeing too much from Ertz for until week eleven, unless yep. unless he I guess the Bears pass defense isn't something to be that scared of anymore. But Yeah, maybe their defense will remember to pay the light bill next week. So Eagles possibly back. Uh maybe. Probably not, but Maybe. Hey, if you can't defend Mitchell Trubisky, then you have some big issues. So they, they better better get it together. Ugh, that game, the so Chargers won that one by one point. Um, not a really hot day for Phillip Rivers. Uh, I think he had like one big throw to Mike Williams. And then other than that, it was just like the Melvin Gordon show. So Melvin brought his way back um, into uh, fantasy talks this week. So got to give that to him. It's good to Who see Who else Melvin. got in the end zone? I think Eckler did. Yeah, I think Eckler had to get a passing touchdown from Rivers. Maybe I could have just lied to you, though. Maybe. Let's see. I'm looking it up. Yeah, Austin Eckler had a touchdown catch, so that was Rivers' one touchdown of the day. Yeah, I didn't get to watch much of this game. Just kind of overlooking the stats of it and everything. It was just, like I said, it's it's a Chargers game. It's just whatever they should, they they happen on a soccer field. Hey, David Angeles. Montgomery, big shout out, twenty seven carries, that's thirty five yeah, one hundred thirty five yards and a touchdown. Finally, Matt Nagy, thank you. That is the one thing that I had written down for this game, really, that like mattered to me. So we finally got that David Montgomery day. So excited about it. I had him. I started. I have not taken him out of my starting lineup. Um, and it's just so good to finally see what I expected to see every game at least happen for one game. So there is hope that uh, that these things can happen. And, the, and even though the Chargers have had all their woes on defense, um, don't really care. It's just great to see David Montgomery do some shit. So love him. But the Bears in general have issues. Bad issues. Um, kicker issues are back officially. <laughs> yeah, a 41 yarder to win the game at home and pretty much like I don't want to call this a must win for them, but in that division and after the terrible stretch of games they've had, the Bears, you have to win that ball game, especially with the Chargers banged up like that. It's, it's, a, it's a sad day to be a Bears fan. I think it was a 41 yarder and they've had their fair share of uh, kicker nightmares and Unfortunately, it's not over. They're having one hell of a of a playoff hangover, and they were only in a fucking wild card, man. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about some. Let's 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 speculate a little bit on this game. I'm, I know we probably don't want to talk about the fantasy production here because there no, wasn't much. It wasn't a whole lot. Um, 
but what about so i think we text earlier chase and we were saying if you oh, i know we text earlier because <laughs> let's, let's be let's be straight up here <laughs> <laughs> we, we know that um obviously on this podcast we're very pro gardner Minshew, and he's done well enough to be considered the starter but there are also talks that nick Foles could come back and start what if you come out I and mean, what if you come out you know and you say you're not interested in trading him, but you know behind closed doors you're shopping him a little bit and seeing what how desperate teams are. To me, the the roster that's most ready to be like a contender is the Bears that need a quarterback. So I'm going to get that rumor going that they should look into Nick Foles and let the let the let the Jaguars continue to to accumulate draft picks and you know build their team around Minshew and Fournette. You know, I will say that Foles is a great pick for like the Bears have to get somebody. Um, I heard the other day from somebody um, that the Bengals should pretty much just give up and they should trade Andy Dalton to Chicago. I don't really know how I feel about that. Yeah, I, I didn't really like the take. It was it was a guy that I know, and he was just kind of making conversation. I was just like, I don't, I, don't, I think there's better options out there. But yeah, Nick Foles, dude. Um, in Chicago, wouldn't be that bad. I, I I personally can't see him as a Chicago guy. Um, he probably look really weird with a mustache because if you go to Chicago, you got to get Dick style, like Trubisky's even dressed up in press conferences. Like you got to do different shit in Chicago. Um, if, if there was anybody that, that I would love to see go to Chicago as much as he's done for the saints organization, if there was a way to get Teddy Bridgewater to Chicago, that would be pretty cool. I'd support that. I'd support that. But who do you, like if you were the Jaguars, do you think what I'm saying is a good idea? Just absolutely, dude. I mean, you've you've found the athleticism in this rookie quarterback. You nailed your draft. You did awesome. You have the proof now that that you did a great job by getting Gardner Minshew. Do not take that man out of his role. This is a guy that is going to be able to to play and sustain for a long amount of time. And I feel like if you were to just put Nick Foles back in like after Gardner has stepped up the way that he has, you would just be doing your entire organization injustice. Like you have a guy that you can now build an entire, you know, franchise off of and, and a household name. Like you've got it now. Like you've got that in Jacksonville. Like don't fuck that up. So, yeah, uh, if, if Foles went to the Bears, I would support it 100%. Yeah, and I understand that if the Jags do want to see what they have in, in, in their QB signing, but I prefer they move him. And it's not like Minshew's just somebody that's – I can't miss QB. But one thing I will say is they kind of remind me of each other, honestly. Like, Nick Foles is a guy that isn't a phenomenal athlete. He's he's a, a good quarterback. He's not a great one. But the, he has the intangibles to win those big games. And I see the, I see the same thing in Minshew. It's like he just know when the game's on the line he's going to get that first down. Right. So. Yeah. It's just like it's 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 money. It's money. Right. But yeah. I'm uh yeah. We'll we'll talk a little more about his performance today because he had a he had a damn good one. But uh yeah, I wouldn't mind it. But the bottom line is the Bears have got to do something. Um, seventeen sixteen Chargers in that one. Okay. So oh, fuck it. We'll go ahead and talk about it. Earlier today, um, a lot of people that listen to the show follow me on Twitter. You all know about the. Uh, me picking up Ty Johnson on the waiver wire. Um, I, I spent almost half of my fab money on him last week. Is excited. Finally got somebody they're going to have starting a game. I've got a running back. Maybe I can turn my season around. 
And then I get a phone call from Drew when I'm on the road. My red zone's not loading on my phone. Can't get my, my football to pull up. So I'm just listening to some music, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to be getting to my destination soon. Drew calls me, and he's just like nonchalant. He's just, he says, hey, he's like, you know, they're not, they're not starting Ty Johnson. And like, I could like, and at that moment, I broke. My head broke because this automatically made me think about the Arizona thing with David Johnson and Chase Edmonds. And now I'm fearing for the worst that we are about to enter a new era where we're going to have games like this, where your coach is going to say this person's going to start or this person's good to play. And then we see somebody else go into that position and it's going to shake a lot of shit up and for fantasy players. I just see it getting to that route, but I am stupid pissed. Play Ty Johnson. He finally got in there. He didn't have the damn good day at all, like four fantasy points. It was complete trash. They just did, did not utilize. I think J.D. McKissick had like three points. Um, it, it was nothing like we expected it to be, but the one thing that we did expect, the one thing that you called, the one thing that I kind of knew in the back of my mind, Matthew Stafford was going to be able to, to produce, and that he did. So kudos to, to me and to you and to everybody else that played Matt Stafford or picked him up. Um, I tried. You outbid me by a dollar. You fuck, I haven't forgotten. <laughs> but, um, but, but, dude, with this Ty Johnson thing, man, I mean, are you, are you nervous? Are you nervous that this could actually be a thing, like not just for Detroit but for the entire league, that we might start seeing shit like this from coaches? I mean, I don't see how you could not be. This was like the sole reason that we didn't cash and draft Kings. He's pretty much in every lineup. For, for me on both sides, we were able to overcome it on FanDuel. But, man, I'm so mad at myself for planning, but all the signs were pointing to it was basically going to be a one-two punch of McKissick and Johnson, with Johnson being the early down guy. There's stuff throughout the week said about it. And then all of a sudden the game starts and they're going with somebody named, I think, like Trey Carson um, was his name. Yeah, fuck him. Like, he's not Ty Johnson. Like, I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's just, it's aggravating. You read so much stuff, you do your due diligence, you study, you're told something, and then you completely get it ripped out from underneath you. It's like kicking somebody in the balls and not saying sorry. That's 12 shit, carries, 12 carries that could have gone to, to uh, Ty Johnson. Fuck that, dude. Like, luckily, Kenny got away. <laughs> what did he do with those 12 carries? 34 yards. Fuck, dude. Uh, it just change it like like i said look don't freak out don't overreact give it another week maybe two just if you spend a lot of money on ty johnson just like i did you've you've got to you, you're invested now and you yeah you're not dropping him you're yeah. not dropping him but you i mean i would consider not starting him i don't know who they play next but you might have to take a wait and see approach yeah. we should have seen this coming dude it remind it reminded me of a game years ago before Brandon Bolden was on the Patriots, he was on the Patriots again, and he left for Miami. Back in, in the day, Bill Belichick was known, known to randomly put Brandon Bolden in for like 20 carries, and like all the you know Patriots running back owners would just be livid. This game was the exact same. It's the exact same, exact, exact same story. It was like a good matchup against a Giants defense, um, high Vegas total, so the Lions were expected to score points. And just a good setup. You, you were happy to see it. And then what do you know? Some, some guy that you don't even – you didn't even know was on the roster gets touches. They follow it up with a guy named Paul Perkins who was on the Giants. They start giving him touches. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Johnson gets the ball. So, it's just – it was a nightmare. Uh, <gasps> I was about to throw stuff over here. 
when I, when I called you, I was just like in that depressing state where I'm just down and could barely even talk to you when I called. I was just nonchalant, just miserable. And then, then I got angry after. I know. And I, and trust me, I wasn't there yet. Like I was, you know, cause like that was before my NASCAR race started. So my lineups there hadn't started and and I put a lot more money in NASCAR this week than I did NFL. So I was just kind of like, well, if it hits, it hits. If don't, it don't, you know, we'll be okay. We we got NASCAR coming up and then my whole day went to shit. Um, But yeah, Kenny Galladay had a fucking day. Thankfully, at least somebody on that team had Mm -hmm. a damn day. We said it was going to be the holiday Galladay, 32 fantasy points for Kenny Galladay. Um, he got his his Marvin Jones day, 123 receiving yards, two touchdowns. So in turn, you already know that makes Matt Stafford have a great day. 27 fantasy points for him. So uh, great to see that that uh, that trend coming up, and and we should undoubtedly see Matt continue to produce these types of numbers now. So Stafford's back. The staff infection uh, is not healed, and it's in full swing, and it's ready to infect shitload of people. So bring out the Neosporin and the antibiotics because staff time's back time. We like it better when it's uh, the Stafford attack and not the not the Lions trying to be a running team. So it's back to where to where it belongs. Right. You got to spread that MRSA out there. You know what I'm saying? Like you spread gotta, it. You got to spread it all over the place. Like sweaty benches and don't wash your hands. Just like That's the local Planet Fitness, just 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 That's marinate right. in it. That's why it's like like uh, like average Joe's gym before they won the dodgeball tournament. That's that's how we're rolling. Before White Goodman was pulling pranks on them and sneaking into the locker room and putting the Globo gym. Before jazz he told, all over it. before he told the floor to beat it. Beat it the floor. Beat it the floor. He doesn't even say that. Didn't you point that out to me one time? He didn't even say that in the movie. We just started no, saying there's, that. <laughs> no. <laughs> there's another quote that's very, very similar to it, but we just turned it into beat it the floor. And Stick it in your ear, the floor. Yeah. <laughs> cram it in your cram hole, the floor. Yeah, something like that. Was, uh, 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 somehow it transpired. It, it's Yeah, we use it for Matt LaFleur now, but he didn't get it tonight because he beat the shit. Um in a different way. He beat that drum for those fantasy players. I feel like he's pretty high on his life right now. Just took a head coaching job, and he was the coordinator for the Titans. And basically, if you're on the Titans coaching staff, you're just in purgatory. You're just waiting to for you to be fired because they're going to get eight and eight for about four years. And then like, Vrabel needs to be fired tomorrow, even with a the win. They, they had a chance today. Sorry about going to rant. They had a chance today to go up two scores and decided to run a fake field goal in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's those Titans. That's those damn Titans, man. Like, can you fire a coach after a win? I would fire him tomorrow. I don't know. It's possible. I I, I can't fire him. His, his if he shaves his mustache, we'll talk. But he's got he's got a great <laughs> stash. But uh, quickly, got to touch on the Giants. They put up a fight. Daniel Jones went off. He had him another good day. Kind of reminded you a little bit of that uh, that that game, his first uh, appearance starting. But uh, Daniel Jones had 32 fantasy points on DraftKings for $5,800. Not bad if you started Daniel. 322 passing yards um, and four touchdowns, dude. Just Darius Slayton received those. Darius Slayton. I started him in the SiriusXM Independence Day Invitational. Greatest play of my year so far, probably in that league. Just, just saw him. I had him on my bench, and I was like, "I'm gonna play him. Fuck it. We'll see what happens." And I'm glad that I did. So Darius Slayton had him a day, 19 fantasy points for a guy that's 3,900 on DraftKings, two touchdowns, 50 receiving yards. Can't ask for more than that. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to the clock. Shout out to the clock. 
Um, and then Saquon Barkley stepped back on the scene. So good to see him getting his normal style production with 28 fantasy points. Um, he had the one receiving touchdown, but rushed for 64 yards and then received for 79 with eight receptions. So uh, good PPR day for Saquon. So it was uh, overall, it was a, it was a good game. I will say that I did watch uh, a good bit of this one, 31 and 26 lions end up getting the win. They're three, three and one. Now those good old Detroit, Super Bowlless lines. Never even seen a Super Bowl turf. I can't wait for the day that changes. I'm ready to see all the teams that never won a Super Bowl win a Super Bowl. I just want, I just to want the Lions like the playoffs, man. I want them to playoffs. It would be cool to see them in the playoffs. When was the last time they were in the playoffs? That's a discussion for another day. We got. We yeah, got. I don't even remember if it's in our <laughs> life. If it might not be in our lifetime, so. I don't know. I just remember this old show called Smart Guy, and they were like showing like something in the future about like Detroit playing the Saints in the Super Bowl. And I, I remember being a little kid and be like, "How is that going to work? They're both in the NFC, jackasses." Like I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it was weird. Raiders Texans Texans uh, barely made by twenty seven to twenty four was the final score on this one. Uh, Deshaun Watson had a damn day. Uh, we didn't really. Uh, I don't think we got that uh, that that DeAndre Hopkins touchdown that we all wanted, but at least we got 24 fantasy points out of D Hop. So at least your your first round pick wasn't a total waste of time today. He and Mike Thomas are just next level. They're getting you know 12 to 14 targets a game. Both of them had double digit catches. Thomas ended up getting in the end zone. But if you're if you have DeAndre Hopkins, just keep firing him up, and the touchdowns are going to come eventually. And yeah, you're not going to bench him. No, 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 no. Deshaun Watson MVP. Stock continues to rise. He had an amazing play today. I don't know, Chase, if you haven't seen it, you need to go back and watch the last touchdown. He looked like he was going to be sacked, and he, a magician, came out of the pocket and threw it. So he is the Michael. He is it wrong to say he's the Michael Jordan of of football because of Tom Brady? I just feel like with his athleticism, like he is just that to me. Like Deshaun Watson is the Michael Jordan of football. If we didn't have Patrick Mahomes in this league, everyone would talk about Deshaun Watson just like he's Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because they, they did before he tore his ACL. Right. It was amazing. So it was good to see. And I'm not I don't mean that by like by like he's the goat, but like I mean it like just like he's the athleticism and what he what he could be and what he stands for. Like it's just as far as a player, like this all around athletic guy. Love it. Love him to death. Love me some Deshaun Watson. Another another player we got to talk about on this Houston. And, and by the way, um, hate hate to have to sh- share the news. I'm sure everyone's heard it by now. JJ Watts out for the year, torn peck. You hate that. You hate to see it. Um, he's going to have him a time at home now because if any of you guys have seen the memes online, his girl, his girl was eyeing his phone so hard at the World Series, like she was trying to figure out who this guy is talking to at all times. So hate that he has to go through that at home now because she'll probably be over his shoulder constantly. He texted He Snapchat. He didn't, and he's probably going to lose it. So pray, yeah. pray for JJ. She's like, JJ, uh, you have too much time on your hands now, and I can see you're on your phone too often. Leave me alone. I feel like he's <laughs> one of those guys that, like, that like, like gosh. Like, I feel like JJ is one of those guys. I don't know. Maybe I'll meet him one day and find out. He might punch me for it. So they don't have JJ or um, then they traded Clowney. They traded Clowney, yeah. It's, it's going to be – Coach year. Cold cheer. It could be. It could be. But I, I got to talk about this guy. This guy's being used. This guy deserves to at least, you know, possibly be rostered, depending on where you are with tight ends. Darren Fells with 23 fantasy points today, the tight end 
for the Houston Texans, if you didn't know. He had two touchdowns, 58 receiving yards today. So the touchdowns obviously helped. But they're using this guy. This guy's being used. Um, and, and this is a real thing. We're, we're seeing a tight end in Houston. If you got a spot for him on your, on your, on your, uh, on your, on your team or in your roster, like go, go pick him up. He's worth it at this point. I will back that 100%. Darren Fells is worth a pickup in fantasy football now. Yeah, we um, a few weeks ago had the same take about Jordan Aiken. So just be be cautious because they're both using they're using both guys a lot. That's not a a knock. I'm not saying don't pick up Fells. I think um, Fells has the edge. Well, I mean, right now it's easy to say that after the game, but I mean, what was it? Week three, Aiken's had 22 fantasy points. Yeah. I prefer Fells uh, because Aiken's has a drop problem. I saw it today. Right. Um, there were, I think, two two cases where he dropped the ball and he had a, a bad um, penalty as well. So maybe Fells is becoming the the go to guy just for a reliability standpoint. And um, he's the all around tight end on that team. We'll put it that way. Yep. Darren Fellers, Derek Carr, twenty three fantasy points. Wowzers for him. Good job. You didn't fuck up. Um, except you lost the game. And uh, not going to stay hooked up on it too long, Darren. Uh, uh, our, our good buddy Darren Waller, um, he he didn't go to super shine mode. He had ten fantasy points, but Hunter Renfro, just like I talked about on Friday, I was I'm done with Hunter. I'm going to get off of Hunter and just watch. Is the moment that I uh, drop him or I stop worrying about him, he's gonna he's gonna do something. And he got a pretty big touchdown today. I want to say it was like a 63 yard touchdown from Derek Carr, and there wasn't much more added on to it. But the fact that he got his first touchdown today kind of chat my ass a little bit because it's just like it is, this is always how it happens. I get this one guy that I, that I like and that, that I'm, I'm wanting to see do well, and then I'm just like, fuck it, I can't deal with it anymore, and then bam, there he is. You called it. We called it. I mean, it's just that's just fantasy football, like one-on-one. When you, Why? <laughs> it's like when you make a take and you just wanted to stick. Like you wanted to like Hunter Renfro. You wanted Hunter Renfro to be so good. and Yeah. And then it happens. And, Clemson days, man. Just watch him play at Clemson. It'll probably fall off back. Like he'll do that one more time this year. That's he it. Outscored Tyrell Williams. I know, but he'll do it one time. You can't yeah. trust this guy. It's, well, I know. I know this. I know this. We can't trust this guy. I know a hundred percent. But it just I thought thought it was funny that he does this on right when I'm just like okay, gonna move forward and and let him go. But other than that, that game was just uh, it, it was just fun to watch Deshaun. From what I saw, that was about all that I took from that one. Um, again, 27-24 Texans. Jags, Jets, we've already talked a little bit about the Jags and some things that we're speculating for them, maybe with Nick Foles. But Gardner Minshew had him a damn day. I plugged him into a lot of my season-long fantasy lineups, loved every minute of it. Uh, he ended up rolling up, I want to say, he rolled up on the scene with 24 fantasy points on DK, 279 passing yards and three touchdowns. DJ Chark is continuing to just solidify himself as a as a, a wide receiver one. Um, Chris, he made Chris Conley do good things today too. Chris Conley had 23 fantasy points, and it's very important to note that D.D. Westbrook is down, so he's hurt. So keep an eye on old D.D. Um, I, I don't know. Have you heard any any other news from D.D. Westbrook or of, of the injury, or if it's going to be serious or? No, it's usually Monday when we get the more news. I think the only thing I saw was that he was questionable to return originally, and then he wasn't – then basically just didn't come back in and aggravated his shoulder, I think. Um, yeah. But you just never, keep your eye on it. 
you never know. Like you could be like JJ and announce his own. My season's over. Uh, I have I'm career. out. Peace out. I'm done Peace for the out, year. Y'all. I'm about to play a lot of Mario Kart on my cell phone, and my girlfriend's gonna uh, have a joint Facebook account with me. <laughs> you, you know, Are you I, making this up? No, I mean, like you, you know, the people like, and and if you listen to this and you're offended by it, then I'm sorry. Oh, the joint Facebook account, but yeah, joint uh, Facebook accounts are fucking hilarious. No, this if I get like, a <laughs> if I get a Facebook request from somebody that I'm like kind of know, like friend, like uh, an acquaintance. And they have a joint account. I'm like, nope. I'm just gonna leave them in that pending. Yeah, they just they live there forever. It's just like nothing says you fuck someone else quite like a joint Facebook account. <laughs> it's like asking for people to just make assumptions. I don't know. Yeah. It's like either, it's, it's what, did, like, what did he or she do? Yeah. Like, it's either what did he or she do, or it's like how big of a beta is that guy for allowing them to for basically allowing a joint account if they truly did nothing wrong. So it's whatever, whatever has happened, whether they're innocent or not, it's still a bad look because if you're innocent, then you're like, why in the world would you ever get your brain to get to the conclusion of let's create a joint Facebook account. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty certain that like, uh, that, that Adam Gase and, and Sam Darnold are going to have a, a joint Facebook account eventually because it just seems like that's all that Adam Gase cares about on this jets team. Um, and Le'Veon Bell only gets six fucking fantasy points. Adam Gase is going to murder Le'Veon Bell. It's over. Yeah, I was. Re- this is my second second thing that I was pissed about today. Like the thing that sets me off the most is obviously with the the Lions backfield, and then this is number two. It's like Adam Gase sucks. I'm ready to say it. I've never understood why he was called a QB whisperer. I've never understood why he's such a hot candidate to be a coach. And he's like single handedly making Sam Darnold and Le'Veon Bell both look like they're not good players. Just trash can magic. Uh, literally, you had the Jaguars mascot, like like total disrespect mode, like flying in on a helicopter, like on a string, wearing a ghost costume. Like I'm seeing ghosts, like from last week when they played the Patriots. Like <laughs> this trolled the fuck out of him. It was the most hilarious thing. If you haven't seen it, go to at GGFS podcast on Twitter, and you can see the video. It's on our timeline. It was hilarious, dude. Like, yeah, th- this Jets team is obviously becoming a joke. Robbie Anderson trade speculations out there. People are wondering where he's going to go. Um, so th- there's a lot that's a lot of moving parts that are happening. But I'm just, I- I've it's week eight and we're moving into week nine, and I'm ready to go ahead and hang up the phone with the Jets. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I- I- it sucks that I wasted such a good draft pick on him, but um, he might we might get a couple more good games this year. But I. I'm ready to just – I'm ready to move on. Moving on from Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Are you um, with me that this is Adam Gase and not – like, we're not mad personally at Le'Veon Bell. No, no, we're not mad at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is still amazing and does awesome things. Le'Veon Bell is going to just do what he's told and this – you know, he's, he's out there to make his money. He's already made it very clear that he's in this sport for him and for the money, and that's fine, and I respect it. Um, so he's just going to be out there and do whatever the coach tells him to do. He doesn't ha- – I don't think that Le'Veon has that competitive nature in him anymore. He just wants to get paid. So, Man, did you see him crying on the sideline a few weeks ago? I think he has a competitive nature. I think that it was he might have been crying because like he was thinking about <laughs> like he he left his door unlocked and somebody might steal all the cash from under his mattress. I think that that he'd probably be more likely to cry about that than than him being there. I mean, I'd cry if I was on the Jets too, bro. I, did, explain to me, Chase, how you can have Luke Falk and 
you're giving Le'Veon Bell the ball 25 times a game and you're throwing him 10 targets, 10 targets out of the backfield. And then ever since you get your quarterback back in the lineup, you it's just Jesus. stop. You just stop using him. It's you unbelievable. You, why? you want me to tell you why? Because Adam Gase is a selfish motherfucker, and he only cares about himself. Because as long as he's doing that, Sam Donald's connecting, making touchdowns, it makes Adam Gase look good. Adam Gase cares about Adam Gase, and that's it. And that's the reason that the Jets will never do shit as long as Adam Gase is there. And I'm ready to come out and say that because I've had that speculation about him for a while, and I read people, and like, I mean, even though I haven't met this guy. Face-to-face, I just see that. I see that being a thing. I see that that could be, like, a motive that he has. Just, like, this dude cares about him. If his fucking quarterback's doing good, it makes him look good. And that's it. Adam Gates cares about Adam Gates. doesn't care about the team. Yeah, my, my number two, my top two most frustrating coaches right now, Matt Nagy and Adam Gates. Those are the two guys that I'm like, uh, they're trying to, like, skip step one, two, and three and jump to four. It's weird. Bob's Burgers and um, White Crackhead. What? That's that's Matt Nagy and Adam Gase. Oh, Bob's Bob's Burgers and White Crackhead. Gotcha. Yep. Wasn't he? Wasn't that a preseason game when he did the the um, when he snorted something? Yeah, it was the it was the salts. But then he also did the crazy eye thing. Um, whenever he got named as head coach, press conference that was amazing. Yeah, it was. It was a beautiful, beautiful sight, but that was a total crackhead move. Um, his eyes did crackhead things. Um, if you're on crackhead, um, go to rehab. Um, let's see. Ryan Griffin tied in for the Jets. So obviously, Chris Herndon, he, he was the guy today. Ryan Griffin went off two touchdowns, uh, four receptions for 66 yards. And then you got to give the shout-out to Leonard Fournette. You know, he, he carried his weight. 20 fantasy points, give or take. Came Why aren't out. we seeing him getting the end zone more? He gets to the goal line. They get to the goal line every single game, and then they get stuffed. It's I don't know, man. I haven't figured it out. I got to watch more film with this Jags team. I really do want to figure it out because I, I, I think that he should be in the end zone more. Maybe it's just uh, – I, I don't know. I, I really don't because I don't think that this is a really selfish team. I don't I don't see uh, – Gardner, he's a team player, bro. He don't give a No, he's, he's getting the touches, man. It's yeah. just – it's weird. Like, we're seeing Fournette produce every week in terms of yards, you know, yards from scrimmage. But the touchdowns have not been there. And it's Maybe he's got – maybe he's got, like, a mental block from when he was with, at LSU and he played Alabama and they kept screaming it's third down and he couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I remember that. That's crazy. Yeah. Maybe he's got that – we need to we need to get a hold of him. And, and Hey, shout out LSU Alabama coming up soon here. Yeah. What, two weeks from now. Shout out Joe Burrow doing crazy shit, man. Yeah, LSU, Alabama, that's not this weekend, but next. That's It's coming. It's coming. I know that much. Um, Ready to watch it. Always going to be fun. We'll do something for it for sure. But away away from that game, Jaguars 29, Jets 15. Bengals-Rams in London. This was not your typical London game. The Bengals did not win. Um, I predicted it to be a Todd Gurley day. It was not a Todd Gurley day. I was I was wrong on that aspect. I did start Todd in, in a couple of my fantasy lineups. Um, and uh, do you have something to say uh, to Todd Gurley owners out there, Drew? Yeah, well, first of all, let me go ahead and fact check myself. He did score, but that's all he did, right? That's what happened. He, yeah, he that's like, it. We didn't see normal Todd Gurley shit. Yeah, and it's like two or three weeks now we've seen – he's so touchdown dependent now that I'm ready to just say don't play him because we're – 
the trend I'm seeing is if it's a weak matchup where he should go off, they use him for the first portion of the game, and then they're just worried about resting him. Like They didn't use him much at all. I think halfway through the third quarter to the rest of the game, they were just handing it off to – to um, what's his name, Henderson? Yeah, Devery. Uh, he yeah. had like nine or so fantasy points. So, I mean, yeah, it's just I, I'm, I'm – I'm Done. finished. Yeah, I'm finished with the backfield myself. It's it's all about the passing game. Sucks. Brandon Cooks had a goose egg. Another frustration of the day. He got a concussion. Obviously, um, it, he is literally like a couple of concussions away from being the uh, the Jordan Reed of wide receivers. So it's like at this point, you got to make a choice. Like we need to move on from this guy. We've got Cooper Cup, which was fucking phenomenal today. Thirty eight fantasy points. He was one of the top leaders. Uh, coming out of the gate so cooper cup shout out to you dog like fucking keep going killing it dude got him in one league love it um, it sucks that we're gonna see like brandon cook's um streak of like what four five consecutive seasons where he's under the radar puts up fantastic numbers i think he like goes over a thousand yards every season and like yeah, no one talks the, about it he's the drew holiday of the nfl <laughs> that's so true he is bro he's the drew holiday of the nfl but, yeah, got to give the, the love to Cooper Cup today. Um, the tight ends didn't have as much of a, of a crazy day as we thought they would. I know you were pretty high on Gerald Everett. Um, he did okay. But it was uh, Cincinnati. Andy Dalton had 21 fantasy points. Good for him. You know who didn't? Joe, probably Joe Flacco. Yeah, I think I'm comfortably winning that one. But we have to do a score update officially. Let's, let's go ahead and set it in stone. We're going to do a score update next week. All right, next week we will do a score update. <clears throat> Andy Dalton versus Joe Flacco, the bet. Uh, loser buys uh, the NASCAR subscriptions for uh, for the app for all of us to have our, our nerdy NASCAR shit for next season. So that was our bet that we placed. Very nice. All right, Joe Mixon, 17 points. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. Alex Erickson, I was wrong about the kid. Alex Erickson came back. They're, they're using him. They're using Alex Erickson. Um, this guy he, belongs in a Patriot uniform. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't say that. He, he looks more like he would play for like uh, – I don't know, man. He looks like a – how, how does he not look like a Patriot slot receiver? He doesn't look like a Patriot slot receiver. He's too he, – he doesn't have like – I don't know. His, his hair is too dark. He's he's got this. Is he not he rugged like enough? A, he looks like somebody that would play for like the Falcons or um, like like a weird new addition to the Falcons or like um, like a Miami wide receiver. I could see him being a Miami wide receiver. So you don't you don't like that? You know, I guess you you're saying the Patriots guys are all like you know Edelman has a beard and he just looks like he's he's yeah. You got to either be like an aged lumberjack. Um, you got to be like, you know, used to be addicted to drugs and now you're not. <laughs> you have to be like um, or like uh, just somebody that like has really good, um, really good sense of smell. Like our. Who like, is that? Who is that? Has, uh, has like, I don't even know where I'm going right now. On this one, I was fixing to say, are you trying to relate somebody to Muhammad Sanu? I was about to say, no, you no. I, I heard something a long time ago about you can't draw Muhammad Sanu, and I didn't understand it, but it was funny. Um, I don't, I don't <laughs> know. It's weird. Yeah, but Muhammad Sanu's there. Yeah, and um, 
yeah, with him and his Tom Brady shenanigans about how Brady offered him 12. Get the fuck out of here. Um, if you would have said, like, thanks, Tom, uh, I'll hit you up on that offer for sure. Uh, Tom would have would have backed out. And I'm like, whoa, bro, I was just trying to be nice. Like, he would have instantly told him that. And then he would have kissed him on the mouth. And he would have sent him about his, about his way on his day. Yeah, he would have said, I'll give you 12, but you have to give me a lifelong commitment of you and your family if I get, you know, how many kisses I want to suck the life out of all these people and extend my career to at least 52. Right. I need, for I need more souls, Muhammad. Give them to me now. I think that he would probably go back. To, no, he wouldn't go back to Atlanta. He'd probably sell a soul. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> he he wants that ring, especially after they blew that lead. Oh, big time, big time. So it, it'll be cool to see. I don't know. But, yeah, Patriots receivers, they're different. But, yeah, that Erickson kid, I, I, I could see him doing some Miami shit. I'll give him some little Miami finesse, but Rams Bengals, 24-10 Rams in London. London calling. Uh, not going to stay hung up on this one too long. Saints Cardinals, just amazing day. Drew Brees is back, uh, killing the game. Fucking came, came back off of not playing for weeks and just shined bright like a motherfucking diamond. Latavius Murray is carrying his own putting the big fantasy numbers up 39.70 fantasy points for Latavius Murray today. And that all includes a, a two touchdowns, one receiving one rushing 102 rushing yards, 55 receiving yards. I love it. Michael Thomas, 30 points. Like it was just all the stars were out in new Orleans today. Put it that way. Loved every second of it. Drew Brees yeah. with 28 fantasy points. It was just, it was a beautiful matchup. Honestly. I mean, it's just, it's the Cardinals. What are you going to do? Right. We saw the Cardinals come back down to where they belong, which is not a good defense and shouldn't be winning ball games. They they had three wins in a row, but they were all weak. And like one interception. Like Peterson got one interception on Drew and that was it. That was the Man, only like cool thing. Mike Thomas, I think, belongs in the uh MVP conversation. Oh, facts, dude. Mike Thomas to me is the best wide receiver in the game right now. And that's 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 hands down. I'm saying if you're looking at the stats, you're looking at everything that's going on, as far as consistency goes. Dude's killing it. Yeah, it's it's you know Hopkins and and uh, Mike Thomas, but Mike Thomas has had a little bit better year this this season. Yeah, Mike Thomas um, is number one. There, if you, I will argue that to to you die. We we can argue that all day. long. I mean, but six weeks ago you were saying Devontae Adams, and we were saying D Hop. Yeah, he's hurt Devontae now. Adams. He's hurt. I know. Now. I know. But it's just it's just a testament to th- things can change in a few weeks. Big time. You, everybody wanted to believe that Michael Thomas was going to be the number one, but I mean, everybody just plays it safe going into the season. They're like, oh, D Hop or Adams, you know? And like, yeah, I picked. I rolled with Adams. You think he's going to be the most consistent? But it turns out, yeah, Mike Thomas is there. He's the he's the one. We might even see him being drafted as the first wide receiver next season. So. And uh, I, I don't, I don't think that that is a is a bold statement whatsoever. No, no. We and you love to see him get paid and then continue to perform and even elevate past that point of where he was last year. So it's been right. an amazing year. I did not expect him to continue to produce with Bridgewater the way he did. So now it's everything else is just gravy from this point because you you assume that with with Breeze you're going to see that passing attack op- open up to a different level that I mean Bridgewater probably had a condensed playbook probably 80 percent of the playbook and right. with Breeze you just open it up to to he, he can do things that Bridgewater can't it's what we said last week on the podcast and we saw it today I mean I don't think Bridgewater can throw I mean what was his completion percentage today it was, it was absurd it was like 80 percent yeah um, it was uh Drew Breeze's completion percentage he I mean, was, it was nuts he was like I mean he had 34 completions 34 right? completions dude yeah 43 attempts not that's uh that's, 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 not, that's not bad yeah, he's uh he's he's Drew Brees, baby. 
He's Drew fucking Breeze. That's all I got to say. Who dat? Love it. Um, Chase Edmonds got hurt, too, by the way. Hey, what do you do before we go to the Cardinals? What do you do with when you bring back AK? Do you keep the usage with Murray? Like, I think it's going to kind of change. I'm not saying – I expected it. To, I expected there to be usage with Murray the whole season. I was kind of disappointed to not see him used more because um, this is what Latavius Murray will do with this offensive line. Like, he will wreck shop. I said it in the beginning of the year. It's just they didn't use him. Enough. It was just you know they and they it is not they they didn't do anything wrong. I mean when you have Alvin Kamara you play Alvin Kamara, but I think that they could benefit from using Latavius a little bit more. I think that it'll help out Alvin a good bit, and and I think that they need to use him more like they used Mark Ingram. They need to get him in there a lot more involved like that. You can have two running backs that can have really good fantasy days on this team. It's possible. We've seen it with Mark and and Kamara. Yeah, so, we're seeing it with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones too. And yeah. Um, Dude, I, I would like to see them take a little bit more of an approach that the Chargers are using and um, using Kamara more in the slot. And, I mean, I love the Saints attack. I think it's very well balanced. You know, it's, it's, it's a great attack. But we still know that Mike Thomas is the clear number one receiver, and they really have just been plugging different receivers around him. You know, Ted Ginn. Yeah, you had a little Ginn, little Ginn action today. Um, yeah, but, like, what if we just moved him? I'm not saying you stop handing him the ball. But what if every – you increased his – you know, percentage of plays that he's running routes, and that way you, you're getting Latavius Murray on the on the field more. That's that's my take. Is there's a way to use both? And Sean, you know, one coach I do not question is Sean Payton. So he'll he'll find a way to use both guys. Yeah, he will chew all your juicy fruit and then tell you to get the <laughs> fuck out of his office. The whole pack. Hey, I, I do have one rant real quick. I got to go back to the last game. Um, I don't know if you knew this, Chase, but we had the Rams to win by 12 points and the Bengals scored with four seconds left to lose for us to lose. But fuck. Yeah. Literally like a garbage time touchdown. And that was one of our three losers, but we still had a great day on the bets. Good job, uh, Andy Dalton. You fuck. And just adds it adds to it. Um, yep. you know, Good I hate you. Andy Dalton. I make fun of him all the time. And, um, so he, boy, he got though. You gotta love him. Gotta love your boy. Sorry to, to go backwards. I had to say that was frustrating, but I think we're on the Cardinals now. Right. Sometimes you can't go forwards until you go backwards. That's what Thank Matthew you. McConaughey said. Thank you. That words, you know, wise words from Garage Guy Chase. There we go. Bow to your sente. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about Dwight Schrute. <laughs> yeah. Dwight, yes, sensei. Oh, my God. Bucks, Titans. Uh, Titans did it. 27-23. You're going to the Cardinals? Tannehill? Yeah, there's nothing really to talk about with him. Edmonds. Yeah, Edmonds got hurt. I want to cry. Why? Because that was my guy. That was the guy. I was like, he's going to break out, and now he might be hurt. Yeah. Okay. It's the Cardinals. We can move on. Can Larry move on. Fitzgerald had two fantasy points, bro. You want to keep talking? <laughs> no. Now I want to cry about Chase Edmonds because we just saw him go off, and then the next, the very next day or very next week, he – Who's the next man up? You know who the next man up is? No. I'm hoping Edmonds is just a – I didn't even pay attention. I'm, I'm literally honestly. about to start looking. Horrible fantasy analyst right here. I had that, they didn't even care to, like, check in on the Cardinals players. Uh, Coach Cliff Kingsbury says there's definitely concern, concern Edmonds won't be active for that Thursday night against the 49ers. Woof. Better play David Johnson. If he's back. Zach yeah. Zinner was activated. Wasn't he just on the uh, Saints? He was just on the Saints. So he's, he's at the Cardinals now? He, yeah, he played today. He played against the Saints today. No way. Yeah, he was, he, he, was out there. he was literally on the Saints team like earlier in the week. 
Yeah, he was on. He was out there playing when Edmonds went down, and then also, um, I don't know how I know this, but uh, <laughs> they also signed Alfred Morse, the um, the Ooh. Cardinals. So, so, so be ready for Ooh. Alfred Morse week. If uh, I mean, no one's playing these guys against. Yeah, the do we really need to talk any more about? No, the team? no, no. They're playing <laughs> the Forty Nineers. Okay. Oh God. Oh. Yeah. A great day for who is scheduling these these uh, primetime games? Why Why do we have the Cardinals on Thursday night, and then tomorrow night we have the Dolphins Steelers. They have this drunk guy named Jody. That's his name, and he he sat in the back office, and and basically what happened was is somebody came up to him and said, "Hey, Jody, we need you to make this schedule real quick. We we forgot to do it. We got to turn it in tomorrow." And he just started talk thinking about like his favorite teams and who what matchups he would like to see because he's drunk all the time. Because if you're drunk, these games are fucking awesome. Uh, I'm I'm assuming. Yeah, or if you're playing kickers in DFS. One of right, the yeah, if you're playing kickers, like, see, there's a lot of that going on. Jody's a big kickers guy, and he loves to get drunk and watch football. So, with me, with me playing the Sober Steve game, I don't, I don't get to see it through Jody's eyes. So, I'm, I'm over here just like, what the fuck are we watching right now? But Jody's having a great time. So, shout out to Jody for making this schedule fucking suck balls for people that don't drink. Have I told you my uh... – my new go-to strategy for like an elevator pitch or for like, if I, let's say I apply for a job that I'm not qualified for at all, that I'm just going for my new what pitch. I'm going to tell people, Hey, like if they say that, what separates you or what makes you think you're, you know, you belong in this role or that you're qualified to do this job. I'm going to say, well, the fact that Booger McFarlane got the job for Monday night football and Chris Weber regularly calls NBA basketball games has inspired me to go for jobs that obviously I don't, I'm not qualified for. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Dude, push the resume. Do you think that, I mean, I feel like if somebody across, like they either going to hate that answer and like tell me to leave, but if they're uh, a huge sports fan, if they're a huge sports fan, they're like, they're going to wow. appreciate that. They're going to be like respect. Like, yeah. That, that's going to be mad appreciated. I, th- I find it, I find it funny and I appreciate it. I might, I might do that. I might actually, I mean, I don't remember our last interview, but I might have to apply just so I can try it. We're going to figure this out. So, Buccaneers, Titans. Titans did it. Getting back on topic of the Titans, Bucks. Now that we know that Chase Edmonds has been laid, laid to rest for the rest of your fantasy football season. <laughs> um, Titans 27-23. Ryan Tannehill 2.0. He's back in full swing. He's uh, terminating with Kawhi and, uh, and, and old Arnold Schwarzenegger now. And uh, he spread the ball around a little bit today. But big play. Big guy I'm excited about, the man Jonu Smith, tied in on National Tight End Day, 19 fantasy points for Jonu Smith. Um, he was my, my hot guy, hot play, hot button play. So if you got Jonu in there, I'm proud of you. Uh, but, yeah, they ripped this Buccaneers team up. Bruce Arians was just flustered. And I don't know about you guys, but when I look at Bruce Arians now on the sideline, he is, does not look like the same Bruce Arians. This guy is a completely different Bruce Arians, and it's just he's, a very sad Bruce Arians. He's aging like two years per ten days. Right, yeah, and I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, like, what are you going to do when you have that type of a team? Like, you're just you're freaking out. Uh, Winston pulled his two-touchdown, two-interception thing. Uh, he ended up having 26 fantasy points, though, so still not a bad play for Winston, but – Got to talk about Mike Evans. All the all the glory be to Mike Evans, uh, the number one fantasy scorer of the Sunday slate for Week Eight. Forty five fantasy points, one hundred ninety eight receiving yards, two touchdowns, um, and eleven receptions. So all hell the king at sixty six hundred dollars. Mike Evans 
had himself a damn day. Gotta love it. We called this that basically Mike Evans is going to be a, you know, hit or miss. It's going to have his weeks and then Goblin's going to have his weeks. It's, yeah, it's going to be the back and the back and forth. It's kind of like it's kind of like a, a poor man's version of the Diggs and Thielen thing. So definitely, definitely so yeah, good call so it, out there. It exists. It is a real thing. It does exist. Um, one thing uh, I got to note though, um, going back real fast, just going to just going to say this real fast. I was just scrolling through some of these fantasy points back on the the Saints game. Taysom Hill had 15 fantasy points today. Um, should we let him be a flex play? Nope. <laughs> okay, just I'm gonna leave it at there. I just that was a really weird thought I had. Um, but people yeah. were gonna have that take though, and I guess it. I mean, if you go look at how much he's playing, then you can. I guess you can have a case for it because he's gonna be using the red zone. But I'm just not gonna. I'm very anti Taysom Hill. So. Yeah, I know you're not a Taysom Hill guy. You're are you are you an anti Mormon? Of course not. I don't. I don't discriminate. Whoa. I don't discriminate. All right, just had to make sure. Have you watched the Book of Mormon? course not okay not interested not interested in it all right so supporter of religion not supporter of Taysom Hill but back to this uh, I think that this Titans team has something I think they're clicking um I, I don't you're falling for it I am I am it's, it's just it's it's the Titans is what they do Derrick Henry almost had a big run it was it was amazing I thought he was going to pull what he did against the Jags last year again um it was so close to it. I don't know if you saw that or not I did but, uh, yeah it dude it was it was sexy Oh, I wish he would have done it. He was so close. He just, dude, when he gets going, he's he's a machine, bro. He's a machine. I love watching him play. Just something about him. He's just so big. I'm a machine. And, um, he's a machine. Um, but this is exactly you're you're falling for it, man. I, I've been saying since the day they announced Santa Hill the starter, they're gonna come out. They're gonna win some games. People are gonna act like he's way better than than Marcus Mariota. I think he is better than Marcus Mariota. I mean, you're falling for it. I mean, I think that, like, when you look at how Mariota's played, though, and, like, I mean, it's been shit. You can't deny that. I agree. He's looked better in two games. He's also not getting pressured the way Mariota was. The Titans had the worst offensive line going into the – into the, what, two Whoa, weeks ago? Whoa, do you think the offensive line doesn't like Marcus, but they like Ryan? Maybe they're protecting him a little bit better? You think there's some beef? <sighs> Is there some beef here? No. No. I wish there was so I could entertain this. But yeah, it would be fun. No, but they're going to do just enough to be a 500 football team, and then at the end of the year they're going to say, all right, are we going with Tannehill or are we drafting a quarterback? And then they're going to start next year with Tannehill, and they're going to go 7-9. and nine. Yeah, I mean, I'm not buying in for it like next year, but like at least for this year, I mean, I think that, that we've seen that Tannehill gives them a little bit more of the edge. But um, Tannehill was was back around the uh, – he's not, not really like great numbers for – I mean, he had to – the same amount of fantasy points as his tight end, Johnu Smith. So, or roughly around the same. Yeah. Big, Big week, week for Johnu. I have to yeah. correct myself, too, in one thing. I said Vrabel did not kick a field goal to go up two scores. It was the, – they were up four. Titans were up four, fourth down, had a decent-sized field goal, and faked it. So, they could have went from four to up seven. Now, who who doesn't kick that? Do you know anyone in the league that doesn't kick that? No. Yeah, I don't know who in, who in their right mind is faking that unless it's like the end of the season and you're the Dolphins and you're playing. Ray Finkel. <laughs> Ray Finkel, probably. He's like the only one. But he's a girl now, so he's probably in prison. We have to check on old Ray. Wait, he's a – you said he's a he's – a, he's, a, he's a girl now. He was a police chief. and Okay. Yeah. Is he a they? Ace Ventura. 
Is he a they or detective? She? He's a he's a he she. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tucks his penis by his ass. Is he she? Ace Ventura. You've seen Ace Ventura. I have. It's been a while, but yeah, yeah. I've seen that, that was that was that was them. That was them. I I wonder. I I often wonder if if he converted back to a man now that he's in prison, somewhere in another universe of that movie. Okay, Ace Ventura too. <laughs> At a garage guy chases mind. All right, we got to move to the next game. Yes, Panthers 49ers, absolute domination mode. Um, I think it was Gerald McCoy was pumping up the team in the beginning of the game, and he was like, he's like, we, we, we want all the smoke. We want it all. And they got every bit of smoke that they could imagine. 51-13, 49ers. What a day for Tevin Coleman. Uh, busted on the scene, 40 fantasy points. He's up there with the big dogs. Cool to see Tevin doing things like that. You would have never seen that in Atlanta. Man, I did not expect Coleman. We always said that. Four touchdowns. Unbelievable. And we never, we've always said Breed is the big play guy and Coleman's the safe guy. Well, we saw Coleman's the pass guy. Coleman's the pass yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, Col- Coleman was the all-around guy today. Coleman's everywhere. And then what was it, Mozart? Didn't he have one? Man, they, you know how they are. When they, once they have a lead, they're just plugging in the guy off the street at running back, and he's getting, you know, he's out there getting touches. So, 49ers uh, defense, 17 fantasy points. They're right up there rivaling with the, uh, with the Patriots. Three interceptions, seven sacks. Ooh. Over under 14 wins for the 49ers. Over. Over 14 wins. Okay. So they're going to, they're going to keep on rolling right through the teams. They could lock, dude. Yeah, I don't know if I see it slowing down either because it's not. They, they they they'll lose one or two games. They'll lose one or two. They'll lose one on a team that's going to beat them in the playoffs, and then they're going to lose the other one to just this random team that like came out of nowhere, kind of like when the Dolphins beat the Patriots last year. It'll be something like that. But yeah, if, we could see them rest they somebody. Yeah, they could do that too. So it's just San, what what San Francisco is doing is unreal. Unfortunately, Jimmy Garoppolo is not a good fantasy quarterback. 14 fantasy points for him. Um, it's just this team is just all around crazy. I don't know how to explain it. I did not see this coming this year. Um, I was not prepared. George Kittle, 14 fantasy points uh, right around what, you know, uh, the homie Travis Kelsey did. So, can't complain there. So, yeah, good national tight end day. I want to know a stat. I want to know how many minutes this season – the 49ers have been playing from behind. Mm, we'll have to look because, because, like, Garoppolo, I mean, I don't know if it's possible for anybody to be having a good fantasy season in his situation. Because they just get up, like, their defense comes out and either gets a score or gets a stop. They get a, few, they get a touchdown through, you know, the ground game or maybe he passes one touchdown in. And then the rest of the game, they're just, they're just beating people in the line of scrimmage. Right. I'm I'm pretty convinced you could probably put like one of those cardboard cutouts of a person as the quarterback for the 49ers and he would probably at least get like nine fantasy points. Are they that that cardboard cutout? Um yeah. and I think that they would still win games. So yeah, yeah we, I don't it doesn't matter. We've had some really good conversations about um our boy there, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan. Right. Kyle I Shanahan mean, is is he's dude, Shanahan the man. He's such a good coach, and people try to put these other young coaches in the same in the same bucket when he really is head and shoulders above them. We noticed that the last year, I think I've said this in the podcast, and I'll stop after I say this. 
last year when they were running like a, a college level team out there with all the injuries and they were still like moving the ball and they won four games somehow. That's when I knew once this team gets healthy, they're going to be fine. Right. It's uh, and I, I didn't see that. I, I literally thought that we were going to walk right into just another mediocre, mediocre year for this 49ers team. I was completely mistaken. Just seeing them doing what they're doing with some of these names that aren't even just it's just it's unusual suspects I guess you would say so it's just really um different to see it's just a, it's a whole new team a whole new generation of a football team that just emerged over there so it's cool to watch I will say that um and, and I'm excited to see them play the Saints and I think that the Saints are going to be able to give them a run for their money that's gonna uh, be a hell of a game I cannot wait dude but th- hey, this is Bosa. What, we gotta talk about Bosa what he's doing dude he's he's incredible he is in like, but the, the defense is a unit. Don't get me wrong, but like Bosa is the glue to that unit. Is he setting records for a rookie? He has to oh, be. Oh, yeah, dude. He's got to be. Got to be. Like the way that he gets off, dude, of, of just fucking, uh, I can't even begin. Like I, he's better than his brother. I mean, is it crazy to say that he's in the running for defensive player of the year? Not just like rookie. Hell no. Hell no. Dude, no, he is he is doing things that I I don't know. If he doesn't have the number one selling jersey in San Francisco, then everyone over there has lost their minds. Put it that way. Yeah, I want to look into his stats and see. Like, I can't quite remember what was happening like the first couple weeks of the season. I'm assuming he was doing okay, but the past few weeks. Something just B- – Baker is what unleashed him. Getting to just take all of his anger and frustration out after that college game that he played against Baker Mayfield, that was when he woke up the dog. Like, the dog woke up in him, dude. Like, Weren't people coming at him, too, for, like, some old tweets or, like, him being conservative? Or, like, somebody was – he was maybe right around the draft time. People were getting on him for having tweets about a political party or something. There's always those kind of tweets about him. I don't really pay too much attention to that. I have to go so stupid. Back, but- yeah, it's it's whatever. But I, I got to say this one thing about the, the Carolina Panthers, and the, I'm not going to say anything really about all their other players. The only player – and this dude, for what, for what he went up against today and to still be able to put up 30 fantasy points, there is no doubt in my mind Christian McCaffrey has to be in the runner for MVP. 30.50 fantasy points, 117 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown, 38 receiving yards, four receptions for Christian McCaffrey. For him to do that with this defense – like, dude, make this man MVP. Yeah, they pro- they're probably going to have to make the playoffs for that to happen. Um, I would love for this to be a year that we don't see a QB get it, but unfortunately it's probably going to be Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Um, but quickly, you know, like right after those guys, it's, it's – He McCaffrey. needs to be recognized, dude. McCaffrey, just for what he is doing, he just has to be recognized, dude. He is the number one running back in the NFL. I don't care what anybody says. Um, he is. He is. He's the number one running back in the NFL. Love everything that Christian's doing over there. If, man. if they make the playoffs, I think we're going to see that case put out there because, you know, we could easily see Russell Wilson have a few games like today, and then, you know, maybe he takes a step back a little bit in the race. And um, I don't know if I see Watson slowing down just because I feel like they have to throw. No, he's going to heat up, if anything. I think he heats up. Yeah, they have to throw, man. He's going to keep He's going to keep scoring. And then um, Aaron Rodgers is now in the, in the, in the race as well after – the past two weeks, he's thrown for eight touchdowns. So, yeah, it's, it's a QB league, and that's what we live in. But if McCaffrey takes these Panthers to the playoffs, then that's probably where my my vote's going to go. Right, Broncos Colts. So the Colts win fifteen to thirteen. 
Joe Flacco had choice words after this game. Just it was kind of an ugly football game. It was it was an ugly game. I uh, didn't pay too much attention to it. I know that um, that without Emmanuel Sanders, Cortland Sutton is the obvious wide receiver one. If you have him uh, in your leagues, you, you're going to be doing well. Now you got you a solid WR one with Emmanuel gone, and I'm pretty sure he was already the wide receiver one anyway. But now it's just going to make it even more lucrative, and you're, you're going to get a lot more production out of him. But Flacco came out basically saying that you know this team's just giving up, and that we need to be taking more chances and things like that. So it was cool to see that that side of, of Flacco come out and and kind of. Uh, show expose kind of a little bit more of his personality to to the league and to people that are fans of the Broncos yeah I was torn on this one I think we talked about it I liked seeing him, him speak his mind a little bit but also the dude's been pretty atrocious so I don't know how much he should be saying with I mean they brought him in to win games and they've won yeah. They won two, but no he, his point was valid so in summary he, his point was hey we have a lead um, we have a way to, to clinch the game on, our, on the offensive side of the ball. And instead of just running the ball straight up the middle three times, why don't we consider passing to get the first down and then you can do QB nil right. and, and, and win the game. So it wasn't like he was – I mean, it was definitely a shot at, um, at the staff. But I don't think he crossed the line to the point where it was like, man, Joe Flacco, if, he doesn't have the reputation of being somebody that speaks his mind too frequently, so he gets a pass. Right. He just, he's got to hold himself accountable, but um, for, for what he's doing out there too. So at the end of the day, that's what matters. But yeah, it just hasn't been, uh, wasn't really that sexy of a game at all. Um, the Col- Colts came through, won this game. Brissett wasn't uh, really on his A game. A lot of people were upset with him and his fantasy production today. Uh, I don't think that, uh, I think he had like 10 fantasy points. So people get, are getting so used to Jacoby doing, doing good shit. And then, you know, you have a day like this, like you're going to have these ups and downs. It's just a part of it. I think he had like one really good connection with like T.Y. Hilton um, towards the end of the game. But other than that, it was just kind of a uh, – it's kind of like Stinkerville, basically. Yeah, we um, Broncos defense played much better this game. And Brissett, definitely I'm not going to defend him too much. But I will say he – when the game was on the line and it mattered the most, he, he let him on a drive to kick a field goal. And um, – we saw the Vinatieri woes come back. He missed extra point and he missed like a thirty yarder, and then he redeemed himself with the game winning field goal. But man, they, if they don't, if damn, damn, damn Vinatieri, they would. I mean, if it wasn't for Adam Vinatieri, they would be. They'd have one loss right now. That's incredible. I know, and this is without you know their all star QB that that randomly retired. So. It so wasn't the best stat day. It wasn't the best fancy day, but you like to see your QB on a bad day still get the job done. Correct, Mundo. Um, again, like I said, just for me, it wasn't that great of a game. I uh, didn't tune into a whole lot of it, just kind of looking over some of the, uh, the production that went down. But, um, yeah, Jacoby, I don't think you have anything to worry about. He'll bounce back. But not this, uh, this Broncos team. Not so sold on them. Uh, last game we're going to cover um, – before we uh, briefly talk a little bit about Monday night's game, and I mean briefly, briefly. Briefly. I don't even want to briefly. say briefly. But uh, Browns-Patriots, another dominating performance. Jarvis Landry looks like an idiot to the world uh, for saying that they were going to win this game. Baker Mayfield literally threw a football to the Patriots' defense. Um, speculation that he has the Patriots' defense in fantasy. 
So maybe not a bad move for him, uh, if, depending on how much money he has on the line. I don't think it's probably as much as his NFL salary, but um, I would hope for his sake that it is if he did that. But he really didn't. So take a joke, guys. Jeez. Come on, guys. <laughs> guys. But no, guys. it's just, um, I'll, it's fun. It's just it's fun to watch because we know that Colin Coward's going to have a field day pretty much like every Monday now. And uh, with the Patriots playing you at 8-0, beating you 27-13. to I mean, they did get a touchdown. At least the Browns got a touchdown. And I think that it was uh, – was it, was it a one Nicholas Chubb that got that touchdown? No, it was somebody random. Um, it was like their tight end three or tight end two. Yuck. Yeah, Baker Mayfield threw like a, a touchdown pass to him. But we did see Chubb actually had a lot – I think he had maybe two fumbles, but a ton yeah. of big, big plays. So, the Patriots the run – The boogeyman will do that to you, bro. Yeah, the Patriots run defense was actually normal. It was uh, it was giving up some big plays, and I was like, what is this? one rushing yards, yeah. And then we got Kareem Hunt's coming back to this offense too. So, there's no telling Boo. what the hell is going to happen. No that just makes you that just who who out there wants to see Nick Chubb start losing carries because you're lying to yourself if you if people you want people that don't own him I don't yeah I, I know I don't know I, I just I, I hate that they are adding Kareem Hunt to this mix when there's plenty of teams that could use Kareem Hunt and could get 20 carries out of Kareem Hunt instead we're gonna get Kareem Hunt getting eight carries and Chubb getting 14 carries. Yeah, it's going to be weird. I don't know. Browns are – I'm pretty much they're, – they're, uh, they're, they're, they're on a break. They're on a pause, put it that way. But, yeah, Demetrius Harris was the guy, the tight end, 2,500 on DraftKings, one touchdown, 33 receiving yards. So, yeah, and then uh, just Julian Edelman doing his damn thing, being Julian Edelman, making catches, being questionable, didn't know if he was going to play. Bam, 27 fantasy points. So. <laughs> That's so typical. I feel like he's That's- questionable every week. Yeah, he's always questionable. It's just he's, and I think the reason he's questionable is because they actually have to ask him, like, "Are you going to come play today?" He's like, "Oh, I'll, I'll let you know." He's like, I, "I don't know." He's like, yeah, I don't he's know. like I two broken ribs, but I might play." Yeah, he's just, he's earned that that spot in himself. So Tom Brady continues to be a decent fantasy option. Eighteen fantasy points, not the greatest, but I mean, he's he's Tom Brady. So you get what you get. This and, game was uh, ugly too, weather-wise. Yeah, I was surprised they were passing so much. This is, it was a dirty boy game for sure. But um, yeah, Patriots doing their damn thing, twenty-seven thirteen. So that's uh, that's your Sunday slate, and tomorrow night or tonight, Monday night's game, Dolphin Steelers. Congrats to whoever scheduled it. That was my tongue. Round of applause. I was making booty hole noises because that game's gonna be booty hole. Can we just root for Fitzmagic just for fun? Yep, that's all, that's all we're doing. Uh, and if, if I'm going to do anything, Preston Williams and uh, – I guess Devontae Parker. Yeah, no, Preston Williams. I don't even care. Preston you Williams. Can, you win. And uh, if, you're, if you're playing this game, tweet us, and I'll, I'll do some, some looking into it, and I'll give you my, my hey, actual – John Drake is not making the trip. No, so. he's not making the trip. It's gonna be ballage, ballage time. Uh, I always yeah, who's our other ballage. guy? They started using somebody else. We some I I haven't even looked honestly. Like I'm like I said, bad analyst. Mark Walton. He uh, started getting Mark yeah, Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg is out from doing movies and directing. He is now 
uh, on the field for the Miami Dolphins. But he saw he saw fifty two percent of snaps. He's now That's a black man that runs the football for, for the, the best team in the league. Yep. Mark Wahlberg, incredible. That's the end of our analysis. Yep, that's that's where we sit. And um, before we do go, promise you I talk a little bit about NASCAR. So, um, the race today was incredible. If you are a NASCAR fan, you know you probably were watching it simultaneously while watching Red Zone, like I do every Sunday. Uh, Martin Truex Jr. completely dominated the race. Unfortunately, I didn't have him in my lineups. And it killed me. But the dude, was it, for what he's doing, is absolutely insanity, like for what he did at Martinsville today. So love to see that just for the driver himself. He's locked himself in a homestead. Um, and Denny Hamlin and Joey Logano got into a, a little cat fight after the end of the race. But, dude, the way that Denny was driving today was exciting as fuck because, like, it actually, like, just it shows you, like, I don't know. Like, it's that's the kind of shit I want to see out of this sport, like, on a consistent basis. Like, when, when you can do that kind of stuff, because it was an entertaining fucking race. Like, watching Denny Hamlin, like, slam into people, not giving a fuck if they were in his way or not. Like, he was going to make sure he did what he had to do to get where he needed to go. William Byron finishing this bitch in second. Like, it just, it was nuts. It was all over the place. NASCAR playoffs, there's three more races, guys. Uh, I believe we've got Texas, we've got Phoenix, and then we got Homestead, Miami. So three great races that are coming up. Um, tune in to these things. Follow up if you have any questions or you want to play DFS in the next three weeks. Hit me up on Twitter at Garage Guy Chase. Um, you can hit Drew up as well. Drew plays DFS too. We'd be happy to answer some questions. Um, but yeah, it was just an incredible race. If you can go find highlights or go to YouTube, go to the NASCAR channel, watch it. It's it was fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm looking forward to. I mean, obviously, Chase, you know, we're a two-man crew, so we've had to kind of split up some duties, but I'm committed to the the premium content on NFL, so I'm pretty locked in. But I did, you know, was able to watch 50, 50 or 60 laps and looked like one of the better races. And looking forward to, to being able to watch a little bit more of it. Uh, That's it. We got each other's backs. We got each yeah. other's backs. One, one, one of us will take care of the other for sure. So that's how we do it. That's how the garage guys roll. And then we combine, and then we just pour out fucking awesomeness for the garage fam out there. We love you, but that that's our show. We'll be back on Friday. Enjoy your Monday night shit show with Booger McFarlane. He'll probably end up picking boogers in this game. It's almost guaranteed. Get ready for some nice takes from him. We'll, he'll, you know, he'll tell you, I think they should run the ball here on fourth and inches. And then James Conner is going to do it, and he's going to get a lot of points. There you go. So there you go, James Conner. Start him up. All right. Sports. Party. Repeat. <laughs>